0: I'm Court and I'm Kate and you're listening to season two episode one of the, the castle, castle chat. chat season Two. Oh my gosh we are starting all over again I know back at it was season two episode one what is episode one episode one as always
1: is going to be our Disney breakdown what's Disney breakdown
0: Disney breakdown is where we're going to chat about all things Disney news and unpack what fans are buzzing about right now i you. excited to be back for season two and we are going to jump in to discuss all the news that you need to know about the Disney parks, Disney Plus TV, movies, and the Walt Disney Company as a whole. Are you excited? I'm very excited. There's so much buzz going on right now so
1: there's a lot to cover and since the last time we did this it's been almost 10 weeks Oh so yeah. a lot can happen in 10 weeks in Disney.
0: I feel like we have a lot of updates from the things that we talked about in our first Disney breakdown that now we have answers to and we're so excited to talk about now. So. Absolutely.
1: It was a, these things are coming and now they've happened. And mm-hmm. some of our news is more review-based than it is expect, like expectant. I love A Expectant. See,
0: it's, <laughs> we took a break. Now my words are jumbled. It's okay. We'll get back into it. It will be all good. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with the 50th anniversary. We've now both visited the 50th anniversary. We have. It kicked off on October 1st and it will be going on for the next 18 months. You got plenty of time to make it. Oh, if you yeah. You better plan a trip in the next 18 months because, I mean, there's so much happening at the 50th celebration. It's so exciting. It's so emotional, for me at least, going and seeing all this and being like, wow, it's been 50 years and Walt Disney World is just killing it right now Even though it kicked off on
1: October 1st I feel like there's always something new coming out That's like this is for the 50th New 50th merch, new 50th snack So oh, yeah. they're, they're going like- to continue
0: to rule things out I think they've done that specifically well with the merchandise so far where they have these collections that they've previewed ahead of time and now we're starting to see those collections roll out. I know recently in the past couple weeks we've seen the iridescent collection come Mm -hmm. out which is a very um, shimmery pink purple mermaid-esque that's the best way to me to describe it like almost like a metallic-y eye-catching color yeah I, do
1: you remember the book the rainbow fish or something oh is something that's like the, that
0: that's a really good way to describe that's iridescent. like what com,
1: that's what comes to my mind oh. when i think like trying to describe iridescent I'm like, if you've read if you've read that book if you've seen that book maybe think of the scales on the fish and that's yeah. kind of the
0: vibe that's a very good way of describing <laughs> it so that's definitely one of the collections they have ra- out right now they also just launched some of the the Lux delect collection oh gosh which oh i cannot afford I don't think any normal person can. They have these, so they have this new Lux collection where they have these mini ears and a and a, and a, min, a Mickey, sorry, Mickey hat that are covered in these rhinestones, gems, diamonds, whatever you want to call them. They're like a thousand dollars. What? thousand dollars for a pair of mini ears? I want to know who bought those. Oh, you know somebody did.
1: I mean, I'm sure somebody did, but sure I want to know of who did. I want to know what kind of
0: person they are. What do they do for a living? Is this just a... Um, just to say you have them? I don't know. It's just, yeah. just very expensive. And I'm like, okay, well... They wouldn't put them out if there wasn't someone out there itching to buy them. Okay. So, But that is, it is a part of the 50th merchandise. So that's one of their collections. It's for the higher end. Um, some other things with the 50th anniversary. Uh, memories, Ratatouille Adventure has opened that opened on, on october 1st and is currently operating on boarding passes only um or lightning lane yep or you can pay to skip the line yeah pay the line. Which we're gonna get to that later <laughs> um but remy is open um also there is a new coco scene in fill our magic that they have they, have they already launched that mm-hmm. or okay it's already launched it's in fill our magic which is really cool because they're also going to be updating more of that those different scenes and stuff in there aren't they
1: yeah so fill her magic if you're unfamiliar is a 3d show that you can watch in the magic kingdom super cute the storyline is that donald duck has decided to put on Mickey's sorcerer hat Mm. while Mickey's not paying attention and things go a little haywire he goes on this adventure trying to get the hat back and it takes you through all these classic Disney films and songs that you love Um, and so I think it's neat that Disney is keeping things current and updating this Mm -hmm. film to have more recent movies incorporated in it Um, and I actually got to see it recently and so you saw the Cocoa edition. I saw the Cocoa edition, and it was incredible. However, you can tell a drastic difference between the original animation mm. for when PhilharMagic first came out and this new updated scene. Gotcha. So I hope that with time, maybe they'll continue to do some updates. Yes,
0: I think they are planning to, to morph it a little bit more. I did hear that the Cocoa part was the first edition, and they do have plans to change some other elements, but I'm not sure exactly what those are yet.
1: Yeah, there will probably be, I don't know if it'll be a complete overhaul or if they'll just update the animation of the existing scenes, but the Coco segment for sure is very new age computer animation and it
0: blows the others, some of the other segments Mm. out of the water. I'll have to see it. I have not seen it yet, but I will plan to see it on my next trip. Okay, what else we got? What else is going on in the 50th anniversary right now? Um, So, in particular, we've mentioned
1: this in some of our other episodes, but Beacons of Magic, something that's happening in all the parks, essentially the icons of each of the four parks, are lighting up in this new iridescent way. Um, Three of the four parks, including Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, have projection-based Beacons of Magic. And our girl, Spaceship Earth, got a glow-up with hard LED lights on her and that that particular change for spaceship earth for beacons of magic is
0: unreal it's breathtaking and i think we mentioned that before we've both now seen it in person and honestly i could just stand there with my mouth open all night being like oh is this real
1: hop on a skyliner when it's night and just observe spaceship earth from the distance wow
0: yeah so so pretty i really hope they keep those beyond the 50th anniversary we'll have to see if that happens speaking of nighttime show nighttime things uh, we have nighttime spectaculars such as harmonious which is the firework nighttime show at epcot and Mm -hmm. enchantment which is the new firework show at magic kingdom so there is lots to view at night if you are around the parks and um some things that maybe you've never got to experience yet so yeah,
1: I finally got to see both of these in person. So I have my own opinions formed on whether or not these are good additions. or... <laughs> okay, give us
0: your quick summary of if you think they're good additions or not.
1: Okay, I love the original music that they did for Enchantment in the mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. Um, I think that the message for the show, when I watched the live stream of it, I don't know that I caught it as well, um, as when I was standing there listening to, uh, the narrator's story that they were trying to tell, um, do I think that the music and the way things flowed in Happily Ever After were better? Yes. Um, but is this a fine show? Also, yes. Um, I think that the fireworks display in this one is actually more impressive than Happily Ever After. The things that they do with the fireworks themselves, um are a little bit more of a wow factor. Uh Happily Ever After I think was centered on the castle projections mm-hmm. and I think this really like is
0: equal parts projections and fireworks. Well, you we got to think about when they when they launched Happily Ever After it was the first time they were ever doing projection mapping mm-hmm. on the castle and that was a huge deal back in 2017 when they launched that. And so I guess now that they've been able to really master that, they've been able to do that on a- all the icons yep um they they know how to do that pretty well now (laughs) yeah but maybe they're able to spend some more time on the firework piece
1: with harmonious my conclusion for that one after comparing it to enchantment i really love the music um and the the whole ensemble that they did to incorporate specific aspects of different cultures because of the essence of world showcase in epcot um i think that they did a really good job with the music and the things that are on the screens and the barges in the middle um of the lagoon i forget the name of that i
0: think it's just called the world showcase Lagoon. yeah world showcase lagoon
1: um fact
0: check Fact check. Our first fact check of the season. <laughs> Welcome back, fact checks.
1: It happened really quick, so. It's
0: okay, uh, I think it is called the world showcase. I think you're know. right.
1: I think you're right. But in summary, the thing that I realized about this particular fireworks show, the the fireworks that happen in Magic Kingdom for Enchantment, Happily Ever After, Wishes, any of them, they happen behind the park. They are set off in the distance. So the. Like, the boom and the loud sounds yeah. that come with those fireworks are a little bit offset. The fireworks that are set off for harmonious come from the, the barges water. in the middle. <laughs> and so those... Like, I've, I was so distracted by the, loud. the loudness of the fireworks. I couldn't appreciate... The sounds of the music as much mm. uh, I feel like I would have liked it more if it were just a water projection show more like world of color in Disneyland mm-hmm. than a, a fireworks show combined just because the fireworks if you're standing on you know a really good viewpoint to be able to see what's going on on the lagoon you're also feeling that boom of the firework in your chest it's happening right over you
0: and when that part in the show which I don't want to spoil it when like they all come together mm-hmm. if you're standing near one of those lord yeah I mean you it in your whole body your so I mean it's definitely
1: a good show but I in person I felt a little bit distracted I felt like the live stream um, I was able to appreciate the mm. musical aspect of it a little bit more so that's my my personal review okay. of how I experience both of those shows,
0: Kate's take on Kate's, take. Not, Kate's I like take, it on the nighttime spectaculars. Thanks for that, Kate. Okay, let's see what else is going on right now for the 50th anniversary. We've got characters out in their new outfits. Yes, their cutie little new iridescent fun outfits, which I just think are adorable, and I like them more than the um, the Mickey celebration. Outfits. Oh my gosh, way more. <laughs> Way more. The Mickey Celebration outfits were to celebrate Mickey's birthday. They were all white with lots of, like... Confetti. Confetti colors all over it. Um, Really cute, though. Yeah. I did really like those, but these 50th outfits... They're dapper. They are dapper. And... When I saw the little kids' clothing and there's like you can get the like the little girls' dress version of Minnie's dress and I was like, I just wanna I just wanna be young again. I just wanna be able to wear this myself.
1: <laughs> Forget about having your own child. Just make you small oh, so that you can no. be in it. Yeah,
0: I want to wear it. Yeah. But, totally. I made that very clear. Yes. I mean it'd be really cute to have my own little daughter and her wear it, but I if I they want made to wear an it adult size, would you wear it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know okay. you know somebody out there is crafting an adult version very of that true. in a small shop.
1: The dress shop? Oh, disney springs that's your next project you should oh. definitely jump on that
0: yes the marketplace the co-op mm-hmm. marketplace co-op if you're if you're out there and you're listening <laughs> to our podcast you should make that we'll buy it um yes they're out in their cute little new outfits and speaking of characters they're also the meet and greets are starting to come back we just got word a couple weeks ago maybe about, actually maybe just like a week ago that um mickey is back in town hall in magic kingdom mm-hmm. and who else we've got who else is out and about now Oh, the princesses in Princess Fairytale Hall in um, Fantasyland are back. These are all socially distanced meet and greets, meaning that in front of the character there is a, um, what are those things called? The little... um, Um, There's a specific name for them. Oh, a stanchion? Yeah, a stanchion. stanchion. A stanchion in front of them. So you can can take a selfie with the character. Uh, There's not a photo pass. It is just kind of you and your own phone um, getting a picture in there, but the opportunity to even do that is huge considering with COVID we had, that was completely taken away. So um, it's cool to see things moving back to a a normal, a sense of normal.
1: normality. Character meet and greets are (laughs) (laughs) character meet and greets, I think are a part of the Disney experience. So for them to have been gone for so long, um, people are really excited to have some type of character interaction back. Um, whether it be socially distanced or not it's still just fun to be able to interact with those characters
0: yeah they are um also there's another way to see characters right now in the parks and that's through the cavalcades which are these mini parades i would say they happen Mm -hmm. very often the show times are included on the disney app um but basically it's a supposed to be an unplanned time where characters just come out on maybe like one or two floats and you see them go down main street and um It's just a cool way to kind of break up your day. You're like, oh, a happening. What character is out now? Uh, It definitely provides a sense of surprise versus like, oh, we're going to see the Festival of Fantasy Parade at this time at 2 o'clock. It happens every day. You know what to expect. Um, So I do like that they have this way of still being able to see characters. But part of me still misses the Festival of Fantasy Parade, and I'm curious if they will bring it back, because I don't know if they think that maybe cavalcades are more successful. I'm not sure, but what do you think? Do you think they'll bring it back?
1: I think that they're on their way there. With the cavalcades, the idea behind it stemmed from social distancing with the pandemic. The cavalcades are meant to be shorter to prevent people from gathering and sitting Mm -hmm. and being in close proximity to each other for a long period of time. And so the idea was that they would be spontaneous to a certain degree and that they're very short so people aren't stopping and gathering you know previously for festival of fantasy the parade if it's at four o'clock people are getting their spots at three three thirty mm-hmm. and just sitting and waiting and there's tons of people surrounding each other and not socially distance yeah. proximities and um, they just brought back the very first parade since any type of closure or uh, since the pandemic for the very merriest after hours party is the mm-hmm. first full length parade that they've brought back. However, the after hours parties are for very limited guest capacity. Mm-hmm. So even when you're watching those parades, there's much less people around to be gathering in a big, big crowd setting. Yeah. So I think that they're, they're making their way back. These um, mask mandates are starting to lift and I think as we progress to, um, a more preventive type of
0: society, society, yeah,
1: <laughs> great way to put it, um, they'll be trying to reincorporate parades into Disney's mm-hmm. regular scheduled day.
0: It is interesting to me when I think about these parades not being back yet. But, yeah, I think about, you know, Enchantment, Harmonious, these oh large nighttime spectacles. People are gathering in huge crowds that's hours a great before point. them. And I'm like, if you're already having people gather for this and your plan is to bring back parades, just go ahead and bring them back. Like, yeah, if that's their concern, it's the crowds. And they've already, that concern, <laughs> it's already out the door because they are there's such large crowds gathering for these nighttime spectaculars. I
1: wonder if it's a matter of budget cuts mm. and hiring cast members Maybe. to be in. performers in the parades. Probably, Which is awful. It's just it's sad. This is what so many people work hard for. People who want to be full-time performers, want to work for Disney. Um, so many opportunities for them, whether it be character meet and greets, people who are you know once upon a time they were Tiana for the meet and greet or something like that you know that that position and that opportunity for them is no longer available um and it creates a lot of magic for families who are visiting Disney World to um experience these things so I hope that as things return um to a more normal state that Disney won't avoid bringing these things back in order to keep more money in their pockets yeah
0: it is um it is hard to see a lot of these cast members that are unable to work right now because of these budget cuts like you said and all we hope is that as we continue to move forward and the parks continue to bring in money that they're able to bring those people back
1: yeah that's the hope we, we will see how it how it goes i mean disney's done a lot to increase prices and even with all the changes that they've made since the pandemic people are still flooding in and so it just continues to give them the power to make these decisions yeah. um to say hey we're gonna up the price but give you less experience mm-hmm. it's not stopping people from going at all yeah me included yeah. so <laughs> um to say that twice. so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it difficult to gauge where disney's head's at mm-hmm. if they're um approaching these things from a business standpoint or if they're approaching it from a guest satisfaction standpoint yeah. there are going to be very different approaches depending on which which route they take
0: <laughs> i think figured we could end uh, with our parks news or well part of our parks news on a funnier lighter note <laughs> with our lovely addition to animal kingdom the kite tales show oh my gosh <laughs> i the first videos
1: i saw of this I was like, is this, like, did they just rush this and they didn't, like, practice enough? Or like, what is this all
0: about? I don't know if it's just the, the way that the air flow, the wind flows in Orlando. It's just not enough wind. I don't know. Well,
1: so the thing that makes this comical that a lot of people have been putting out on social media, they have these very large kites that they fly with people on jet skis. Um, to a certain degree, it's unique and it uses space in Animal Kingdom wisely where they've got this huge lake in the middle of the park and they've had cavalcades, uh, character cavalcades going by on boats. Um so cute. Which is cute. It keeps the characters and the guests socially distanced and it's a boat. It drives by, it goes by quick. So again, people aren't gathering for too long, um, but they're using part of the lake it's the big amphitheater area that's right in front of everest um, and the finding nemo show building Mm -hmm. Um, there's plenty of seating lots of guests can fill in this space and i think they have four shows a day Um, but they use kites and the big life-size kites the way that they bring them down out of the air is literally for them to crash into the stands I
0: all the videos I've seen are just the kites crashing into stand, like into the uh, into the seats. But the
1: crazy thing, after watching it with my own two eyes, this is intentional. This is how they designed it. There is literally an announcement before the show starts of when you see the kites crashing into the stands. That's all part of the fun, and like the, <laughs> it's like they they make these funny like. Boing noises when the kites crash too, <laughs> which so makes funny. it makes it really comical. When you see it, like it's either Baloo or King Louie, uh, <laughs> Simba, and I forget the other one, but they have a Lion King version and a Jungle Book version. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: And the these big <laughs> kites crash into the stands. That's how they get them down out of the air. And it literally goes boing, like whenever they crash, and you're just like. <laughs> Did that really just happen?
0: <sighs> but see. I think to begin with, when they first started the show, the kites were crashing a lot more than they were expecting them to. Yeah, again. They, they couldn't keep them in the air. Yeah. Long That's why I said it might be something with the Orlando wind. Like, they don't, there was enough wind to keep them.
1: It's very up. weather dependent. You yeah. have to have, like, good breeze breeze to keep them up. And, I mean, they're pulling them on jet skis, so the jet skis are creating some of mm-hmm. the air. I mean, if you could kind of imagine, like, kite surfing where, you know, the the – board or whatever you're on is pulling you and the kite is just kind of keeping you up it's kind of that idea um but yeah it's definitely interesting i don't know that it's gonna have a very long run yeah, um, who knows? i'm really curious as to why because i thought rivers of light was a great idea for animal kingdom rivers of light was a nighttime show but they had things that kind of floated through this lake and it almost kind of reminded me of that like bioluminescent vibe that mm, Pandora gives uh, off at light. Mm. It gives off at night. Gives off at night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Getting tongue tied here. Um, and they decided to cut that and I, they have all, I'm sure they have all those floats still. I don't know what they did with them.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably in some storage facility.
1: Yeah. But now they've, you know, not, they're not doing that anymore, which I thought it was great to have something nighttime, related in Animal Kingdom because so many people leave early. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I
0: think now the pull to stay at night at Animal Kingdom is the fact that you can see Pandora all lit up with the bioluminescence. And Beacons of Magic. And Beacons of Magic. Yeah. So that's definitely a pull for that. But I I agree. I think it's interesting to see this new show and how long it will potentially last.
1: Yeah. I. If anything, I think that they could come up with something um, a little more innovative and Something with a little larger wow factor than yeah. what this gives off. But <laughs> oh, yeah. it's still fun. And it was nice to honestly just sit down for 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. So. It's a nice little break in your Animal Kingdom day. So, well, that's kind of all of our uh, 50th announcements um, in the parks. We do have another big parks thing that has um, released, and that is Disney Genie. Insert magical sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the genie sound in case you're wondering. Um, Disney genie. Okay, I'm about to break this down because I know we talked about Disney genie before on our last Disney breakdown. I have more details. I've got prices. I've got things. i got things to share. Let's give us a full, but speedy, because there's a lot to unpack. There's unpacked, a lot we got to unpack. But give everyone a I'm really gonna good overview. give you a really good overview. summary of, overview yeah. of what we've got with Disney genie. So, to, re- um, to refresh your memory... Disney Genie is the complimentary service that is offered to Walt Disney World guests and Disneyland guests, which that is still coming soon.
1: Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Honestly, uh, from what I've seen, Disneyland sells has their FastPass signs up, so yes, I don't know how soon it's coming. We don't, we don't have coming. a date yet
0: for Disneyland, but, you know, we focus on Walt Disney World. That's our home park here. So it has launched as of October 19th, I believe, was mm-hmm. the date that it launched in Walt Disney World right after I left Disney. So I was like, but here we are um it is a personalized itinerary planning tip board wait times check in for reservations etc everything that you would possibly need is in disney genie it's like when you think of the genie and they have you have all your wishes and it's supposed to help you and guide you and um that's kind of what disney's hope was with this new part of the disney experience app So, basically, with Disney Genie, you can add top picks kind Mm -hmm. of ahead of time. You can say, I'd like to hit up this attraction. I wanted to go to this dining place. And the Genie will actually create a recommended itinerary for you. Yeah. Emphasis on recommended. You don't have to follow this. It's just what they think based off of, like, crowd levels and what you're interested in. What would be a good plan for your day? Yeah. Which I think is really helpful for those that have, um, aren't really familiar with disney maybe it's their first trip they're not experts you know they they don't really know what to do what's recommended so i think that's very helpful absolutely
1: especially like you said for first timers um if you don't understand the parks you're not sure um of all the ins and outs but you know you want to hit these you know four rides or your kids are begging you to ride this one You can at least put it in your selection of picks and things that you know you want to do. And Disney's been collecting data for years on, oh yeah, you know, when the lines are the longest and when's a good time to go here versus there. And so that's what they have done with the genie is, you know, hey, you want to ride Seven Dwarfs? Okay, you're going to get in line at 8.30 when the park opens. Yeah. And then you're going to go here and then you're going to eat because you're going to be tired and hungry. And then you can you know do these rides that have shorter wait times in the afternoon Um, so it's using all of the data that they've collected to give people that aren't experts an ideal rundown Mm -hmm. of how they should do their day
0: it's very um smart use of that ai technology Um, and it's all complimentary that part of disney genie is now that now there is a disney genie plus which is an addition to Uh, the complimentary service and the Disney Genie Plus is really um, the focus is on the what we used to call fast passes um, that are now called lightning lanes and Disney Genie Plus is $15 per person per day in, in Walt Disney World and it's $20 per person per day in Disneyland and basically what this means is if you were to pay your $15 to upgrade to Disney Plus not Disney Plus Disney Genie Plus. <laughs> wow, that's that's really too many pluses. I had too many pluses. Disney Genie Plus. You have access to the Lightning Lane attractions. Now, there is a list in every single park for those Lightning Lanes. I will spit off a couple of them. Not gonna name all of them, but for Magic Kingdom, we've got Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Buzz Lightyear, Small World, Laugh Floor, Pirates, Splash Mountain. And a lot of others as well um epcot we've got living with the land mission space soren spaceship earth test track Hollywood studios we've got swirling saucers frozen sing-along indiana jones smugglers run um let's see what else on your slinky no slinky's an addition isn't it Mm-mm. No, Slinky's included. You're right. Slinky is included. Tower of Terror, uh, Rock and roller Coaster. So, like, really, really good rides included in Hollywood Studios. And then Animal Kingdom, we've got Festival of Lion King, Safari, um, the Cali River Rapids, Dinosaur, and the list just really goes on and on. And those are included in that $15 a day per person. And this does work for Park Hopper. So that's kind of like what you get. We'll post the whole list so you guys can see, but that, there's a lot of rides, including in that included in that fifteen dollars. Absolutely. But
1: my my discovery with Genie Plus is if you're going to do it, you've got to buy it first thing in the morning. Yes. Because there was one park day where we'd been in the park, we parked hopped, and then. Decided, you know, this might be a good day to buy Genie Plus because these lines are really long. And then we kind of caught ourselves. The way that the selection of these rides works mm-hmm. is like FastPass. So you only get to choose one at a time, and it gives you a return time. So if you purchase first thing in the morning and you know you want to do, you're, you're going to Epcot that day, and you know you want to do Test Track, you pick it and it's going to give you a return time of 10:30 to 11:30. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of unspoken 120 minute rule. Yes. I'm glad you're into that and so well. with that with the selection, there's a, a 2 hour window with which you can't book
0: your next yes. ride. So even though you pay the $15, you don't immediately get access to those rides that I just told you. You do have to reserve them just like you would a fast pass like Caitlin said.
1: Yeah, and so with if you decide midday that you want to do Genie Plus, return times are going to push to the end of the evening, and so you're not going to get your a full day's worth of rides and return times because if I bought Genie Plus for Hollywood Studios at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. and I went to select something for if I went to select a return time for Slinky Dog. It could potentially not be until seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock yes. and the park closes at 9. And so it's it, if you're going to do it, you have to decide you're going to do it first thing in the morning and mm-hmm. be on top of that return time uh, game where you're like, okay, well, this isn't the thing that I want to ride the most, but it's the earliest return time. Yes. And I have to wait two hours until I can book the next thing. So I'm going to go ahead and book it.
0: Yeah. So what I've heard is, so like say it's 7 a.m., This park has opened or another park hasn't opened. Genie plus has opened and you reserved Slinky for four PM. You got you went ahead and you record and you selected that one. Then the park opened at nine. At eleven AM you can then pick another um genie plus or lightning lane. Sorry, you can pick a lightning lane and so you can technically have two at a time. If you go if you go in at eleven and you find Tower of Terror at, at noon, that's available. You can have a noon Tower of Terror while also holding a four o'clock Slinky Dog.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be that two hour space exactly. Between. There
0: has to be a two hour space between it. It's either the two hour space or once you go through that second touch point in the Lightning Lane, which with for the Lightning Lane, um, just like Fast Pass, you scan in when you get to the front of the ride, or at the front of the entrance, I guess, and then you go through part of the ride and then right before you get on the ride there's another place where you scan your magic band where it counts your second touch point and once you touch that second touch point, that's when you have access to go on the app and you can select another lightning lane if mm-hmm. you're not using the 120 minute rule.
1: Yep, so just like with Fastpass people took a while to figure out how to understand and manipulate the system to get the most out of it. I think we're in very early stages of Genie Plus and trying to figure out how to do that. Yes. And so with time, people will start to understand it a little bit better mm-hmm. and know how to make that fifteen dollars worth it. Yes. But I think right now it's so hectic and so confusing. People it's, are getting frustrated.
0: I think so too. When I was researching about this and just like been learning more about the the Genie Plus program, I was like, this is com- this is confusing. Mm-hmm. If you don't like you, it's almost like math. You have to sit down and really plan out. Okay, if I'm gonna do this one, then I'm gonna try and get this one within the 120 minute roll, or I'm gonna plan out this way because. On top of just the regular um, Lightning Lanes that are included with that $15, there's also these a la carte individual Lightning Lane selections that are additional price to the $15 that if you want to ride one of those, you've also got to plan that as well. And so there's multiple layers to, to being able to ride these rides with the money, so I think planning it out, figuring out, do I want to use it on this day if you're going to a certain park, and kind of going from there is the way to go, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: the thing I didn't understand either, um, when all this stuff was first coming out is that in order to purchase the a la carte options, you have to have Genie Plus, correct?
0: No, you do not. Okay. So, you you can have the complimentary Disney Genie, and if you... So, for example, Rise of the Resistance is a a la carte individual lightning lane. Okay. It is $15, I believe. The prices are between $7 to $15 for whatever ride, depending on the day and time of year, all that. Um, You would pay the additional $15 to just ride um, Rise of the Resistance. You don't have to pay anything else. Okay. Um, So, you don't have to have the um, Genie Plus first to be able to do that. Now, speaking of these a la carte options, um, I know before when we had our other episode, we weren't sure what rides were going to be a part of it, and now we know. It's actually two rides per park. Mm -hmm. So in Magic Kingdom, we've got Seven Dwarfs, and we've got Space Mountain. Epcot is Frozen and Remy. Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Rise of the Resistance, like we said. And then Animal Kingdom is Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. So um, I am very happy to see that it's just two rides per park. I thought there were going to be a lot more a la carte options. They were going to try and get more money out of us. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they kept it at two, but I will say you can only purchase one a la carte option per day.
1: Also, okay, now that you mentioned that, with Genie Plus, you can also only do one Lightning
0: Lane per ride per day. Oh, yeah, so if you ride... Space Mountain, li- Lightning Lane, and you want to ride Space Mountain again a couple hours later, you can't do li- you can't do it again. You'd have to get in standby.
1: Yeah, even with the other options, like let's say you ride Small World using the Lightning Lane, you can't choose to ride Small World again, even if it's your child's most favorite ride. You only get to do it once. Which with Fast Pass, I don't know that it was like that. Like I think you could. I don't, I don't quite remember because I feel like, I mean, you ride one ride and you're ready to move on to the next Mm -hmm. thing. So I don't know that it's that big of an issue, but, um, I just, I thought that was interesting that, you know, you can only do it once. Like if you have a, if you're a family and you have small children that are under the age of five and you can only do the kiddie rides and like you do a lot Mm -hmm. of them by, you know, early afternoon, you can't use your lightning lane that you spent $15 to ride any of them again.
0: Yeah, that is unfortunate, and I'm interested to see how they continue to morph and change this system as they get feedback from guests of like mm-hmm. what's working and what's not, because we might see this change, it might not look the same right. next year, it might be a little bit different, but I think for now they're going to stick with this, um, at least for the foreseeable future, and, uh, and, and go from there.
1: Another change I'll be curious to see is when these newer attractions open up in the coming year two years are these a la carte options going to add or is one of the two going to drop off and it's going to stay at two so when guardians of the galaxy opens is frozen ever after going to drop off the the a la carte list or are they just gonna say now that guardians is open it's uh a hot spot and everyone's going to want to ride it. We're just going to add it to that a la carte menu.
0: I do like that for, so for example, for Remy, Remy's R2 Avenger, if you don't get a boarding pass, being able to get an a la carte for that is like a really big deal because on our trip when we went, we couldn't ride Remy because we couldn't get a boarding pass Mm -hmm. and like that was really disheartening. And so to be able to just say like, Oh, I would pay $15 to be able to just ride Remy. Like I would have loved that. Yeah. Um, so just to be able, like the people that I was with, they really wanted to to go see that and be a part of it, and so I think that would be, I think that's a good addition in that sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, I think the other side of it too, though, is that it's not necessarily an affordable option for mm-hmm. every family, yeah. and so people are already spending. For some people, going to Disney, it's a huge deal. It's a something that they spend a lot of time saving for. And they take their kid. They just want to ride Remy, and they couldn't get a boarding pass. And now you have to spend, you know, 150 bucks yeah. for your family group to to be able to experience it together. Or tell people, hey, we've only really got a budget to get three people on. You know, yeah, so.
0: it does for larger families. I guess, like, yeah, in that, in that sense, and you're right. Yeah, it's a lot easier if it's just you know you're paying for yourself.
1: Yeah, for my the family trip that I went on with my whole family in January there were 11 of us Oof. so to i mean that's just my parents my siblings and significant others that's
0: like over $160 for one ride for one ride and not for including you to ride it. not
1: including park tickets and hotel stay and all of that so it's yeah, very it pricey yeah it's very pricey but i mean on the other side of it if my little brother wanted to really badly to experience Remy and we didn't get boarding passes I'll say, Mom, ride it with him. You guys go. And, yeah. you know, but it's so I think people have to make those sacrifices. It's just kind of sad that they have to.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, that's kind of our parks news all summed up. It's a lot. Well, we're going to shift gears and we're going to go into some movies and TV. We're going to kick it off with some movies. Caitlin, what we got?
1: Okay, so Disney has got a handful of movies that are dropping in the near future some have already dropped um but people are starting to get excited for them the ones that have dropped recently since our last episode um we talked about shang chi um in our last episode and it released and it was a huge success oh huge success! and the success of this movie was a very big deal for a multitude of reasons but it's one of the first Releases solely in theaters, not released on a streaming platform at the Mm. same time. Um, So now it's at this point, it's now streaming on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, you can go and watch it. Um, But people in Hollywood have been very wary about releasing movies into theaters first before they release them to streaming platforms because so many people are just staying home and watching movies. But Shang Chi and its opening day, just opening day, earned 29 million dollars, and an opening weekend earned 94 million, and wow. then overall, before it even released in China, which is the culture that this movie stems from, mm-hmm. 400 million dollars. Wow. So, you know, that's it. China in itself, they knew it was going to be a huge market. So that's before it even reached China. Um, So it was a a very big success. And um, it's one of the first Marvel movies that has released and not had one of the main Avengers Mm -hmm. be a part of the storyline. And so the president of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Chapek, actually at some point made a, a statement or a comment that this was going to be an interesting experiment and the lead actor of this movie, um, who
0: tell your, oh tell, st- t- <laughs> you have to tell your I'm quick so story. Okay. Quick story. The lead actor, Simu Liu, Lu Lee Liu, I don't know. Can't pronounce his name. Simu. 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 I saw him in a sushi restaurant in the town that we live in. Yeah. He's shooting a, a movie or a show. He is. Okay. So where we're from is kind of called like East Hollywood. There are a lot of films and films and TV are filmed in this city. And I was just sitting eating sushi and I turned behind me and I was like, I recognize that guy. How do I know that guy? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that is Shang-Chi. <laughs> In this tiny little local sushi restaurant. Tiny restaurant, guys. I went up to him, I got a picture, I'll post on our story. I'm so excited about it. I uh, it was so great. Um, I called my boyfriend when well, I was on FaceTime, we were freaking out, but he is in town right now filming a romance movie called One Last Loves. Not sure exactly when it's supposed to release, but the director of the movie is the same director that directed She's the Man, The Game Plan with the Dwayne and the Rock Johnson. Um, the director was also in the restaurant. It was just an out of body experience for me. I was blown away. I was like, I love your movie. Can I get a picture with you? So yeah, I've met him. Wild. So cool. So so cool. So that's my side. That's my side tangent. (laughs) So, in
1: reference to Simu, Bob Chapek made a statement that this movie Shang Chi was going to be an interesting experiment for the Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. and Simu took back to this comment and said, "We're not an experiment. We're the surprise." And so he was very confident and believed in this film that he made with Marvel. And I think that that is part of the reason for the success is mm-hmm. he you know when you have an actor that really believes in um the character and the storyline that they're portraying in these films mm-hmm. it it says a lot and so great movie. um this movie was a big success in the box office and continues to um show that marvel outside of the main avengers crew that we're familiar yep. with um has so much room to expand and grow mm-hmm. um so that's, that's Shang-Chi and, you know, go watch it on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. It's yeah. it's a it's a really good kind of new storyline, something new and fresh. But in addition to Shang-Chi, another Marvel movie that has come out in the last week.
0: Yeah, last week. I think it came out last week.
1: Yeah, is Eternals. Um, and it did not do what Shang-Chi did. No, um, I have
0: not seen it yet, but I have not heard... Great things about it,
1: right? So it did get 30 million on its opening day, which is a little bit more than Shang Chi did. But for its opening weekend, it only got 70 million, where Shang Chi got 94. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that like people were excited on that first day, and then word and press got out, and it didn't have a good follow up on yeah. the days after that opening day. And it only got a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh. It has rough. an audience review. That's the critic review. It has an audience review of 80, 82, okay. um, which is still kind of low for these Marvel movies.
0: 40, 48 on Rotten Tomato.
1: Yeah. Um, not great. I, I didn't do a ton of looking into Black Widow because um, that was a Disney Plus release, not a movie mm, theater release, yeah. but um, that got really good reviews on Rotten Tomato, and I think was a, a decent success. As one of those Marvel side storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Eternals, it was directed by um, Chloe Zhao, who directed Nomad Land. Um, Nomad Land received this most recent Academy Awards Best Picture. Um, so she's very acclaimed, great yeah. at what she does in terms of directing. However, her genre is not typically this superhero action film Um, and so in interviews she said that you know growing up she was really into this type of genre into anime and um, the superhero versions of um, Japanese culture and so she was really excited to jump onto this project but I think that her repertoire made this like a very beautiful film Um, but it doesn't have the same tone that marvel action movies have had in the past mm-hmm. and so i think it kind of flopped for fans um as you know a new type of storyline these are new characters nobody really it's it's a completely new um, concept. concept for the marvel universe and so i haven't seen it but i probably it's one of those where i'll probably wait for it to come out on, on disney plus yeah i
0: feel like i'm the same with that i don't know if i want to spend the money on it
1: yeah uh another marvel movie marvel is just spitting them out like they are they're hot cakes um,
0: is it their series four what do they call it phase phase yeah series that's fine phase four
1: yeah so this next one is probably the one that i've been most excited about it's spider-man no way home
0: they just released the new trailer like two days ago
1: yes big deal has like hundreds of millions of views after like and
0: lots of theories
1: yeah after 24 hours it's wild people have been eagerly awaiting this trailer to drop and um the movie is going to release on december 17th so it's coming up around the holiday season will probably be a big box office hit for families wanting to go see a movie around christmas time together um but what you can kind of gauge from the trailer is that this is going to kind of touch on that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
0: And multiverse.
1: Yeah, style of storyline. So this isn't a spoiler because I've only seen the trailer, but what the trailer tells you if you go and watch it is at the end of the last Spider-Man film, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man is kind of made out to be a villain by the villain of that film. And so in the trailer, Spider-Man or Peter Parker or Tom Holland <laughs> um
0: sub character sub character and actor. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: he goes to Doctor Strange and he wants to erase people's memory of Peter Parker and Spider-Man because it's just been I guess too much for him to yeah. deal with this cancel culture of who he is and that he's a villain rather than a superhero, um, and in his attempt to cast some type of spell to erase people's memory, he something goes wrong and it opens up all of these doors to other Universal. universes, and so we start to get villains from other Spider-Man movies entering into our marvel universe we've got doc ock we've got electro and uh green goblin Goblin, and all being played by the same actors which is
0: so incredible but there's also this speculation that if we're getting all the villains are we getting all the spider-mans yeah which they have not released that in any trailer yet but it's like it's coming it's it has to be it's coming it has to be. Yeah. And when, that, when we're in the movie theater and that moment happens, we're going to lose our minds.
1: I didn't watch it because I, for this particular movie, there are all these YouTube channels out there that are insanely good at breaking down these trailers, finding Easter eggs, and mm-hmm. giving spoilers of, you know, this is pointing to this in the movie. Um, I didn't watch it, but there are videos out there of where they think that, you know, like... Oh.
0: Yeah, where when when Tom Holland is fighting all the villains. Yeah. That video, there's a TikTok that It looks like one of the characters' head gets moved a certain direction, but nothing causes his head to move that direction. And you're like, is there another Spider-Man in this scene, kicking him in the face? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I'm very expectant to see both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire reprising their roles as Spider-Man in this (sighs) movie. It's going to be so
0: good. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yes,
1: we will have to give some type of... Review of it um, or rundown once it's released because I have very high expectations. I've loved both other Spider-Man films, yeah. um, the ones with Tom Holland, so um, there, it's
0: gonna be it's gonna be an amazing um, holiday film. Yeah, for sure. Some I, I think it's gonna be a, a big cash cow for we'll for report Disney. Report back on how the uh, how the box office numbers are actually.
1: I just said for Disney, but it's it's not Disney. It's Paramount Sony. or Sony. Yeah, Sony. Yeah. So, they, I mean, it's Marvel Studios, but... um, They're still
0: working on that partnership, but... Yeah. Okay, what else we got? We got some other movies.
1: We gotta get through these. So, the last one that I have a more extensive rundown of is Encanto. Oh, Encanto. Encanto is coming out on November 24th, so that's your Thanksgiving weekend movie. We've got Spider-Man for Christmas and Encanto for Thanksgiving. Encanto in Spanish is... word for charmed um, or charming or something like that Um, but this movie is going to be based on colombian culture we've had um, moana come out to highlight south pacific culture coco with um, mexican culture and the idea around dia de los muertos and and canto is going to be stemming from colombian culture and based on what i've looked at the the influence for this film is coming from classic colombian literature um and a specific genre called magical realism so it's the idea that magic and the life that we live in regular day you know 2021 earth Mm -hmm. collide and they coexist in the same world um Wow. So the idea is that um, the main character of this film, Maribel, lives with her magical family in their <laughs> magical home in the mountains of Columbia, and Maribel is the only one who doesn't, I'm sorry, I keep saying Maribel, it's Mirabelle. Um, doesn't have magical powers or a magical gift like the rest of her family and something happens their magical home starts to change and i think what happens is these people start losing their powers and she's the only one who has never had a power and so she like nothing's really changing for her and because of that she's able to actually take lead as kind of the hero in this situation and help people restore their powers even though she doesn't have any herself I think this would be a really good one to do a deep dive of once it comes out. I think there's going to be a lot of similar to Moana identity um, and purpose I type so, messages, yeah. um, feeling like an outcast and being able to step into who you are to um, build other people up, even when you might feel small, uh, I think is kind of what I'm getting from this. Um, it has the same director as Frozen and Lin Manuel Miranda is doing the music. So we've you got. Know it's going to be fire. We've got high hopes and expectations. I hope that they are met. But um, that's kind of the next one that's coming out. And then ones that are coming out in the somewhat near future.
0: 2022,
1: 2023. T- yeah, mostly the ones I've listed are 2022 for sure. Um, but we have the Home Alone spinoff, Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+. Um, I am a classic cut type girl I'm gonna pick the original Home Alones to watch at Christmas Well, yeah. I watch this one time probably but not something I'm super excited about mm-hmm. it is already out on Disney plus so you can get into the holiday spirit and put it on um we actually have Diary of a Wimpy Kid also coming out on Disney plus I have never been attached to these books but I know my mm-hmm. brother is a big fan he's read all of them so I think for the younger um yes. population this will be um something fun to watch during the holiday season when kids are out of school mm-hmm we have disenchanted coming out next year they've they started filming this summer so i'm not sure if filming has wrapped but it is on the way it's coming i think this is gonna be a big hit in my heart anyway i thought enchanted was
0: yes it's gonna be the second um enchanted movie in case you're
1: yeah so that's coming we've got hocus pocus 2 coming as well we discussed them filming um and one of our episodes in season one but that one's coming as well um and then We've got a long list of more Marvel movies that are coming at some point in 2022. <laughs> we have Thor: Love and Thunder. We have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think there might even be some other ones that are on the docket, but um, I don't know when Guardians 3 is coming out. I also but do. Not that's know that. somewhere on the list. Um, but you can continue to expect Marvel to make hundreds and hundreds of movies because this universe and storylines expand far and wide. Um and then the last one which is what I'm most excited about for 2022 is Lightyear. Lightyear. So we have a trailer for Lightyear now. It's coming out in summer of 2022 and the idea here is that Woody and the gang in the original Toy Story movies, they are toys and action figures based off of a film, a show, or something in the world that Andy lives in. Mm -hmm. And so what the Pixar crew and directors and writers came up with was Buzz Lightyear and Woody had to stem from something. So let's make the film that was responsible for kids wanting a Buzz Lightyear action figure. So
0: They're so smart.
1: I know. Easy money easy money i will be there opening day you can guarantee it but um the person or actor who is going to be buzz lightyear is chris evans you may also know him as captain america and a lot of other things um but we won't get um no that's woody
0: oh my gosh you're right forgive me disney
1: we won't get original buzz in um in this film but that the whole idea is that action figure buzz and yeah. actor buzz in this movie are completely different yeah. people so it makes sense that the the actors would be different as well so super looking forward to that one i think that it's going i i feel like pixar can do no wrong so i'm looking forward to that one
0: i think that's going to be a great one as well i'm super excited it's going to the animation and it looks really awesome okay disney plus tv Bum, bum, bum. TV 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 there are lots of um upcoming releases with Disney Plus we did have Disney Plus Day on November 12th which was the anniversary of Disney Plus launching back in 2019 um they did a whole ton of just different um release or like different social media posts where they were announcements where they were telling us what was going to be coming up in the near future this year 2022 and beyond Uh, Some things to look forward to are the High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. Please come back strong. Please come back strong. You left us at the end of season two. We want to know what happens next, please. So that's coming up. The Proud Family is getting a spinoff show, which is so cool. That's like my childhood. Penny! Penny. My dog. Um, I know. Penny, (laughs) our mascot, Penny and the Proud Family. We are so excited for that there's a lot of Marvel TV shows. It would take me forever to go through all the names of them. Expect Marvel. Expect Marvel at all times. The one that I am the most excited about though is the Agatha Harkness TV show.
1: I think that's just getting her own series. Yeah, people are going to be stoked. That's going to be
0: that's I think my I think that's going to be the most popular.
1: Yeah, I agree and again Marvel has so many, all these characters pop into these movies and you're like, where did you come from? So I'm sure that this will give us a little bit more of an insight into who Agatha Harkness is.
0: I'm so excited. I didn't think they originally said that they were gonna do the Agatha Harkness show. Like when they did like This was the, news to me. This was new because they when we was it D twenty three when they mm-hmm. talked about all the Marvel content coming up. So we kinda knew when they were talking about these new shows that were gonna be released, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that release. Oh yeah, I remember that release. But when they released the Agatha one, I was like, no, well, this is the first time we're hearing about this. First time we're hearing about it. Because <laughs> before, we just heard about WandaVision. We didn't even know who Agatha was, because Agatha was birthed in Wandavision. So we are so excited for that um we have hawkeye coming up that releases on november 24th which is in a couple of days so better get ready for a new thanksgiving, thanksgiving. holiday just winning within Kanto. fill Encanto up. and hawkeye all on the same day fill up with your thanksgiving meal and then plop on the couch and put on hawkeye oh yeah we're so excited for that and the book of boba fett comes out literally a week after hawkeye ends so if you're watching hawkeye and then you're like i'm gonna go to marvel to star wars to switch to switch to star wars and you're going to get the book of boba fett which is going to be very interesting yeah i'm very intrigued. i'm very excited about that we already got a cameo
1: in mandalorian so mm-hmm. i think that people got their interest peaked then and now it's just been what over a year of just waiting
0: yeah it has been because it was last fall When we saw season two of The Mandalorian, when the end of season two talked about, previewed the, uh, or let us know that we have the book of Boba Fett. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see if they tie anything back into The Mandalorian through this show, or like if we'll see any of those characters around. Does Baby Yoda exist in this? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. Grogu, we'll see you. Maybe. Um, But speaking of Star Wars as well, we are still waiting on the Kenobi trailer. If you are a Star Wars fan and you're listening to this right now, you feel my pain. We Jed. thought we were going to get... Yeah. Shout out to my boyfriend, Jed, if you're listening. I know you're waiting on this trailer, boo. Um, we are so ready for this Kenobi show. It's going to be so amazing. We're getting Hayden Christensen. We're getting we're getting all the original actors. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Darth Vader. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I just want a trailer. And on November 12th, I thought we were going to get one with all these releases, and we didn't. And me and Jed were like, are you... Are you serious right now? We're not getting one. So do you think it will be like Mandalorian
1: where the end of the book of Boba Fett has the, I hope not. that's a
0: long way. That's a long way. <laughs> They've already released concept art for the show. So I'm just like, where's the trailer? It'll We're come ready. Star Wars fans are ready. So yeah, that's just a quick summary of some of the TV we've got going on. Um, let's end it with some fun, different company things that are happening right now. Um, just a couple things we've got going on they are doing an ultimate toy drive right now so definitely check that out on the Disney Company website if you would like to participate in a toy drive connected to the Disney Company Disney is doing one which is super exciting what else we got going on um, we currently have right now um, Destination
1: D23 just kicked off literally today um, and today being
0: the day that we record which is not the day it's released but
1: yes in
0: November, <laughs> um, so actually two days prior. So on uh, what's the date today? Today's the nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Today's nineteenth. It launched November nineteenth. I'm saying something. Yeah. So
1: this is a weekend that is built for Disney fans. It's a fan based event to give fans insight into what's coming um, for Disney parks, Disney film, etc. Um, and so it's they started it today at the Contemporary Magic Kingdom and. Um, there is a long list of, like, talks and lectures and things that people can go and listen to. They're giving a little sneak peek of what's coming for the 100th the year of the Walt Disney Company celebration, which is actually going to be in 2023. Um, so, Walt Disney Company started in 1923, so wow. they'll as soon as the 50th anniversary yes <laughs> as soon as the 50th ends we will then celebrate the 100th birthday for the walt disney company not just walt disney world um so they're given sneak peeks of that and there's a little bit of uh social media drama about oh gosh um,
0: there is some drama on the, D- the, the disney uh social world
1: yeah so president of Walt Disney Company Bob Chapek was supposed to attend <laughs> this event and due to scheduling conflicts uh, according to a statement that he made he was not able to make it I assume he's a very busy man uh, the yes. Walt Disney Company is global it's all over the place mm-hmm. um, and so anyway people took to social media to say not nice things about him <laughs> and they basically
0: said that they think that he was afraid to show up because people would boo him <laughs>
1: yes he's not Bob Iger and he's done a lot of things that people have been upset with but the man is trying so give him some grace um that was really just uh, something that came up in my feed um that I had noticed that I kind of rolled my eyes at but yeah destination d23 is happening so I'm sure there'll be more news that comes out after um this weekend is over regarding things that are on the docket for the upcoming years
0: I don't know, maybe they'll just be like, here's a Kenobi trailer.
1: Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe they'll they'll do a sneak preview, like a special preview for
0: people who go and then release it to the public after this weekend. Yeah. Who knows? Okay, two more things for the company news. We've got an award was given to the Imagineers responsible for the flying Spider-Man animatronic in the Avengers Campus, which um, Avengers Campus is in Disneyland. They do have a very high-tech Spider-Man animatronic that literally flies through the air. And it's so, so impressive. And it's super exciting to see that an award was given to those Imagineers responsible for that.
1: Yeah. And they're both females. So Doris Hardoon and Carmen Smith are um, the Imagineers that these awards were given to. Um, the first award is the Buzz Price Theo Award, which um, is like a lifetime distinguished achievement type award. It's a very big deal. Um, and then the other is the Thea Catalyst Award, um, which is specifically looking at, um, the, the animatronic and the cultural, like, storytelling and how they've incorporated all of that into Avengers Campus. So, um, both of them were recognized with these pretty big deal awards for this animatronic that really is groundbreaking.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very, very impressive. So congrats to you ladies. And then the last thing
1: that we have on our Disney news um, kind of for the Walt Disney Company as a whole is that this weekend, the Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life show, um, which was set to open in 2020 and then when the pandemic got to its height it never never really kicked off I think maybe they had a single show or something like that I mean it was very brief and then they got shut down Um, very big deal for the performers and everyone who worked hard to create the show um, to have it finally air in full time where you can go and see it if you um, go to Disney Springs and you want to get a ticket Uh, it's a typical Cirque du Soleil show but this is the first time that Cirque du Soleil has partnered with Disney to make a Disney inspired show or theme Mm. Um, and so it follows classic Disney films and speaks to Disney animation um, and a lot of people um, including John Stamos went out to see it on opening night Um, so we're excited to have that back and have the potential to, to finally go and see it now that it's live.
0: I know, that's really exciting. Man, that's a lot of Disney news. A lot of Disney Thank you news. for sticking with us through this episode of we, as we break it all down for you. I hope you feel educated. I hope you feel ready for all things Disney that comes your way. We're just excited for season two and what's ahead. And uh, the castle chat is here for all of it. We're excited that you are also here listening as we go along this journey.
1: Yes. If you have any Disney news related questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Where can they do that, Cork?
0: They can do that on Instagram at the Chat, or they can email us at thecastlechat@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Hit us up. Hit us up. Write us a review on Apple or Spotify Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking of the podcast what suggestions that you have just chat with us we love chatting with you yeah we're
1: excited to get back into swing here with season two and get rolling with all these awesome things we have set up what is coming for season two
0: episode two episode two is going to be where were we then 1996 edition which is the disney 25th anniversary so fitting what a time yep as we are really in the age of the 50th anniversary we thought why not throw back to the 25th anniversary and all the things that were going on during that time so we are going to take a trip down memory lane yeah that was
1: that was the year of my first trip so i'm excited to revisit that yes we are
0: so so excited so that is coming up next week small shop shout out we're back
1: our first small shop shout out I can't even say it I haven't said it in a couple of weeks our first small shop
0: shout out for season two yes tell us we about got, it oh oh my gosh you caught me we were gonna say the same thing okay I'll tell it it's neon Lagoon Co
1: okay um I recently found this small shop and I immediately want everything on their yes. website
0: they make neon LED disney signs
1: yeah led neon signs right now are in they're trendy and people are getting all of them with like their name or cute little things or emoji looking type things but um why not have a mickey balloon and a neon led sign or a neon mickey or anything that is disney related
0: spice up your house with some neon disney signs yes from neon lagoon co you can find them on instagram okay we're back with our newest segment for season two we are switching things up we're going to be going with some disney etiquette 101 um what this means is basically we are going to be talking about just some things that are really unspoken disney rules the kind things to do while in disney world that people they're not written down they're just i mean It's just the the right thing to do. Yeah, if you frequent Disney and you know these rules, you've
1: experienced when people do not follow these rules, and it is frustrating.
0: So for this week, our Disney Etiquette 101 is to take photos quickly if you're in a high traffic area, or wait for crowds to calm down so that you can take that picture that you need to take in front of the castle. To me, it's really frustrating when there are... People just like taking up a lot of space to take photos. I understand you're on your vacation, you want to get your photos, but like it's also people are moving in a lot high tra- high traffic areas. It it's it can be very difficult and can cause congestion and a lot of different things if you are just kind of standing there getting your picture. Just step to the side, let the crowds kind of pass. Disney does come in the crowds do come in waves, so there are a little there are down times where you can be like, okay, this is my opportunity to get as many photos as I want. Just be considerate.
1: Or if you check your phone or your camera and you realize that that photo you just took isn't your favorite angle and not your best look, then let someone else step up and take a picture where they're clearly waiting for the the spot. And then if you want to wait and, you know, re-get in line and take another one, that's fine. But don't stand there for 10 minutes when there's clearly a family wanting to take a photo or somebody else wanting to take a photo in the exact same spot. Um, There are obvious areas where disney has tried to create photo ops and so you get a lot of people crowding into these areas um and sometimes people just aren't considerate that there's
0: a long line yeah i agree so just be considerate with your photo taking but with that um like we said next week we're really excited to jump into the 25th anniversary and just continue along with season two um we will have nine episodes we'll be here all the way to episode nine before we launch then season three and we'll just keep going and keep going and keep going as long as y'all will listen so (laughs) we're excited for what's ahead thanks for being a listener and for being here and listening today absolutely what what should we what should we tell them oh what should we end this with maybe the thing we always end it with which is there is a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you
1: go make it magical
0: see you real soon
1: bye friends